What's up, Tootsie Pop? <laughs> I was watching Pleasantville the other night with my partner, and I've always loved that movie. And if y'all aren't familiar with it, it has um, Reese Witherspoon, Tobey Maguire, Joan Allen, William H. Macy, Jeff Daniels, and the late Don Knotts and Paul Walker. All right, RIP, you gorgeous human. Um, it, it has an amazing cast, y'all. There's so many people in that movie. Anyways, the movie is basically like a fantasy comedy drama. And the majority of the movie takes place in black and white, and it's set in the 1950s. And it touches on a lot of things, okay? But basically, put simply, it's about repression. Internal repression, external repression. And for me at least what stuck out so heavily when I watched it for the first time and also just the other day was the sexual repression, naturally. <laughs> I think, you know, the movie is honestly just such a beautiful allegory overall and, and I recommend watching it if you have never seen it and maybe even putting this episode possibly on pause um, to go watch it because I do a little mini spoiler. It's not too bad, but I definitely recommend watching it because what I say will just make a little bit more sense. And I'd also just love to know what stuck out for you because there are so many things that it touches on and it does a really great job with the way that it does it. And so, you know, what I took from it may be completely different than than what you do. So definitely go check it out. But um, there is a particular scene where one of the characters discovers masturbation and the effects that her discovery has I think were so beautiful and so heartbreaking at the same time. And I think beautiful because she came alive in that moment and heartbreaking because in that moment, she realized how long she hadn't really been living from a place of pleasure and what that could mean for her current situation. So it's something that based off of my own sexual history and the, you know, conversations that I've had with many vulva owners about self-pleasure or sexual satisfaction and confidence, you know, it just really strikes a chord in me and it really lights a fire in me. And it's a huge reason why I started this podcast and why I'm in the sexual wellness space. And it's definitely, you know, an area that in particular, I will be so bold to say that many women or female identifying non-binary gender, non-conforming people struggle with. And yeah, I have I have been approached by men or male identifying people who do struggle with sexual confidence, you know, sexual acceptance and and some self-pleasure frustrations, but not to the extent of of the latter. So because I am a woman, you know, I am a vulva owner, I can speak from experience when I say that up until recently, and, and by recent, I mean, even just in the last 20 years, you know, female pleasure, vulva pleasure has not been a focus when it comes to sex, when it comes to pleasure, right? And yes, we were on the precipice of changing that during around like the 1970s, 80s. And, and so it's not to discredit or minimize the impact during that time period. And, and I have so much gratitude for those humans. But I will also say that the strides that we've made within the last 20 years has really been a game changer for the acceptance and the importance of female sexuality and vulva pleasure. And I think, you know, we have given more attention to vulva owners' orgasms. We have normalized masturbation for vulva owners. 
right? We have encouraged prioritizing personal pleasure as well as partnered pleasure while in committed relationships. You know, it's no longer acceptable for the penis owner to get all of the satisfaction out of this session. And, and I'm talking in terms of penis owner and vulva owner dynamics, you know, and maybe even vulva owner and vulva owner dynamics. But with all of that said, and even though it is, you know, acceptable, and we have grown in all of these ways as a society to encourage equality and sexual satisfaction, there are still so, so, so many vulva owners who are not satisfied who are faking orgasms, okay, who are simulating climax the way they see on these unethical porn sites because they think that that is what their person likes, right? And that's just what they've always done. They think that is what is satisfying. That is what is sexy. That is what you do as a vulva owner. And that's what their person might watch and might enjoy. And so there's just this assumption and no communication, you know, there has to be communication between people who are sexually intimate together, right? So that you can figure out a different and, and more honest and more equally beneficial um, sexual experience between y'all. So, you know, I have spoken to numerous vulva owners about sex, <laughs> obviously, um, and they have no idea how to masturbate, who don't own self-pleasure products, who have never in their life experienced orgasm. And for me, I've experienced orgasm so many times. And so when I hear someone say that they have never in their life experienced orgasm, my heart hurts, right? You know, my insides kind of cringe up and my mouth clearly falls open, but it's not something that is uncommon. Many, many vulva owners have never experienced orgasm. I've spoken to numerous vulva owners who think that the clit is just that little man in the boat. Or, or that little bean between their labias, you know? Um, they don't even know what their labias are. They just call them the lips. <laughs> you know, like I have spoken to vulva owners who moan during intercourse while they feel completely disconnected from their partner and from their bodies. I have talked to vulva owners who are afraid to give direction to their partner for fear that it'll hurt their partner's feelings. When in reality, someone who wants to help please you, who wants to help facilitate in your pleasure, will be open to direction. They will care about your pleasure and they will want to be more active in that. I have spoken to numerous vulva owners who feel bad for thinking about, you know, gosh, this could be so much better while their partner is inside of them. Who feel bad for fantasizing about Jason Momoa. Okay? What's up, Aquaman? <laughs> while their partner is hitting it from the back. Y'all, who lie to their partner. And say, baby, that was so good. Gosh, it was so good. I loved it. Yeah, I, I came. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm, baby, ooh, baby, right? And then go silently try to finish themselves off while they're sitting on the toilet for their after sex pee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you feel attacked yet? Do you? Okay. Were those examples a little too close to home? And it's okay. It's okay because apart from probably the first few examples I gave, I have experienced every single one of those things. I have been a part of the population of vulva owners who have betrayed their sexual satisfaction. I have been one of those vulva owners who has dismissed my pleasure, who has silenced my desires, okay, who has fantasized my way to climax and faked orgasm completely, and it sucks. It feels dirty. It feels deceitful, right? It feels like, why have sex if, like, this is what it is? But I promise you that is not what sex is. It's just not. And if that is what it has been for you, then I am so ready for you to experience the fullness of what sex can be. I'm so ready for you to look forward to sex, all right? I don't want you sitting there dreading like, fuck, I 
guess I better get ready to put my actor face on, tell him how good he is, you know? Drink some water, lube up my throat so I can be like, mm, yeah, uh, uh, right? <laughs> I'm so ready for you to prioritize your pleasure and be adamant about your sexual satisfaction because it's important. And when you do, your world will change. And just like in Pleasantville, let's bring it back to that, okay? When she discovered her pleasure, the world around her became brighter. Literally. It became colorful and vibrant and opened her mind to possibilities that she never even knew existed. This movie did a great job with showing that. And it'll be the same for you. You know, and I also know how much easier said than done it is, okay? So in brief fashion, I, I will not leave you just with some encouragement, okay? I'm going to close this episode out with a few of my favorite ways to help you discover your pleasure. These are all things that I have done that have helped me in discovering mine so that I could begin embracing my sexual confidence, so that I could have better sex with my partner, and so that I am truly satisfied every single time, okay? So snag something to write with. And while you do that, I'm going to take a little sip of my coffee. Lube up my throat for y'all. <laughs> oh, that's good. Mm. All right, let's get into it. So number one, if you don't own a self-pleasure product, go buy one. Even if you do, okay? Even if you do own one, go buy a different one. Go buy a new one. I don't care what you get. Just get one. Get a few. If you go to thebiggero.com, you can sift through the site and find you at least one thing that I am sure you will enjoy, okay? And then make sure to use my code BRE10BRE10 at checkout and you'll get like 10 or 15% off. So go do that. Also, make sure you get some lube, all right? Always some lube. I love lube. <laughs> lube is our friend, <laughs> okay? So go get you a self-pleasure product. Every human, in my opinion, should own at least like three. <laughs> at the very minimum, three, okay? All right, number two, you're gonna start masturbating. Okay. And if you have already masturbated, if you know what masturbating is, amazing. But you're going to masturbate once a day for the next 28 days. Yeah. It takes 28 days to build a habit. And I want you in the habit of prioritizing your pleasure. So you better be touching yourself. But here's the thing with that, it's kind of like a two parter. Every day, I want you to find something new. Whether that's stimulating a different part of the body, all right, maybe being in a different position. Yeah, that's a thing. You can do that. And I know some of y'all might be like, but if I'm masturbating, don't I just like lie on my back? Like, what's up? No. Okay. Your body has memory. Your pleasure does too. So finding ways to experience that pleasure on your own will directly help you experience pleasure with a partner in newer ways. Okay. You've got muscle memory and I believe you also have orgasm memory. Okay. So get to experimenting with different positions on your own. You can use your pleasure essential some days and other days you can use your fingers or other sensory objects to stimulate your erogenous zones and all those newer ways that we were talking about, okay? Um, for example, if you are used to having your nipples sucked on but not ever like caressed, you can do that. Go get a feather or some flowers and, and, and caress your body with those types of sensory objects, right? But every day for the next 28 days, I want you to find a new way to feel sexual pleasure. Okay. You can even practice edging if you're a little bit more experienced in, 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 um, masturbation and you actually have experienced orgasm before you can practice edging, take yourself to the point of orgasm and then fully stop stimulation, 
right? Bring your attention back to your body. Focus on where the pleasure is sitting and being held. Take a few deep breaths. Breath is so important to pleasure, to orgasm. And that's another thing. When we are close to climax, when we are close to orgasm, a lot of the time we tense up. A lot of the time we hold our breath, right? Sometimes it feels a little bit more natural to do that. But the next time that starts to happen, the next time you feel your body tense up, I want you to just remind yourself to relax and release. Because when you do that, you just, you let your body actually feel all of the pleasure. You let the pleasure flow through you. And breath is life. So it's like, just allow that to give your orgasm more life. It will really, really help. All right. So focus on where the pleasure is being held. Takes take some breaths and then get back into it. Okay, you can do this a few times or until you, you know, you can't hold off any longer and then you can allow yourself to fully release and make sure you're breathing. You know, some of the most amazing orgasms that I've ever had have been after, you know, a little bit of edging. And it also gives, you know, you permission to not necessarily seek the orgasm, but just to really learn how to enjoy the journey to orgasm. So for my vulva owners, it's so much more about where we are in our headspace that actually will trigger our orgasm. So when you give yourself permission to take your time and to enjoy yourself, you're not really putting so much pressure on your orgasm to be the fulfillment of that session. And ultimately you are able to have more satisfying sex, you know, whether that is solo pleasure or partner pleasure. So for the next 28 days, I want you to self-pleasure. I want you to get to know yourself in the ways that turn you on. I want you to get to know what turns you on, right? What keeps you going, what makes you come. And if you have never experienced orgasm before, I want you to give yourself the goal of orgasm by the 28th day and preferably sooner, to be honest. But, <laughs> you know, by the 28th day, I want you to know how to make yourself come. Because when we know how to please ourselves, and again, not that orgasm is, is should be the goal, but... You deserve to understand what it feels like to orgasm. You deserve to know how to get yourself to orgasm. So I want to give you that goal if you have never orgasmed. But when we do know how to please ourselves, we are better able to communicate to our partners how they can help facilitate in our pleasure. And I never say so that we can help our partners please us. It's more like I believe that our pleasure is our responsibility so when we decide that it's our partner's job to please us, we put so much pressure on them and that can take away from actually just being connected to them in the moment, you know, and then it's easy if, you know, for some reason we don't orgasm because sometimes it's a little difficult. Every session I have may not end in orgasm, but I'm always satisfied because I understand that my pleasure is my responsibility. So. I do everything I can within the session to make sure that I ensure my satisfaction, even if it doesn't lead to orgasm. Um, so when we put that pressure on our partners to please us, when they don't, our anger is directed towards them. So I want you to get in the mindset of realizing that your pleasure is your priority. Um, your pleasure is your responsibility. And so it's not our partner's job to please us. It's our job to make sure that we know ourselves enough and know our pleasure enough that we can communicate to our partners in a way that helps them facilitate in our pleasure, in our satisfaction, in our orgasm. Okay. Number three, if you are committed, okay, 
or you know you have maybe a, a consistent sexual partner, then you're gonna try one new thing with them sexually, okay? Every week for the next month with the purpose of committing to your pleasure and your orgasm, okay? And during each one of those sessions, you're gonna ask for feedback at least once throughout the session and you're going to give feedback at least once throughout this session. And I believe in you. I, you, you can do it. I know there's a few people listening like, oh my God, I got to tell them when, what I want. I got to tell them that I don't like that. Oh my gosh. Okay. I get, they got to tell me. I got I to gotta take maybe some possible criticism or some possible adjustment. Yes, you do. That's the beauty of being able to have a satisfying experience sexually with someone else is being able to communicate throughout. Again, to ensure your pleasure, okay, is your responsibility. So you can do it, all right? Maybe you want to get some flavored lube and you and your partner give each other head for the purposes of learning what feels best for each other, all right? Maybe you want to try y'all's favorite position, but this time, all right, you adjust a little for the use of one of those pleasure products that you're going to buy, right? Possibly a clitoral stimulator or maybe like a vibrating cock ring, okay? Maybe you mutually masturbate and you let each other watch while you touch yourselves in the places and in the ways that feel the best for you. It's a learning experience. Maybe you guys can give each other some some things to do. Maybe you try some sensation play on each other. You experiment with temperature or taste or restraint. I have a really great post on my IG about sensation play if you need more ideas. But whatever it is that you try for the next month, once a week for the next month, make sure you are keeping in mind your pleasure and your orgasm. Make sure you are giving feedback and asking for feedback at least once each throughout the session. Because what this is going to do is it's going to get you in the habit of communicating throughout sex. It's an active participation exercise, okay? It's going to make sure you are engaged in the moment, okay? It's going to make sure that you are taking charge of your pleasure. And it's going to build your confidence in prioritizing your sexual satisfaction each time. All right, it is 2021. The bar for sexual satisfaction starts where the both of you feel taken care of, okay? And the last one, number four, I want you to start learning about sex. Start following educators and coaches and advocates, okay? There are so many great books that you can read and podcasts you can listen to, apart from mine, obviously. And, and this is a great step for your sexual wellness journey, right? The fact that you are here listening right now, I applaud you. I commend you, right? I am grateful to you, but I want you to keep doing it, right? We should be learning every day and becoming proficient in anything takes time. It takes commitment, curiosity, and consistency, okay? Knowledge is power. Self-awareness breeds confidence. Being a student to pleasure is a surefire way to making sure you are staying open to experiences that allow for more imaginative and creative types of sexual satisfaction, ones that are unique to you and to your preferences and desires. And you may never know what your preferences and desires are unless you take time to experience them or to learn about them or to research them. You know, the main reason for this, the main reason for discovering your pleasure is so that you can get to know yourself more intimately. The more we know ourselves, the easier it is to be ourselves and embrace ourselves and show who we are to others, right? Your pleasure is your adventure. Your orgasm is your responsibility. Your sexual satisfaction starts with you. And you'll become a brand new person once you decide that you're worthy of experiencing sexual pleasure. You'll feel a deeper connection to yourself when you take the time to understand what makes you feel good 
all right? I have heard time and time again how frustrating sex is, right? How unsatisfying sex is. How maybe, you know, orgasm is just maybe something that's not possible for me. And it's easy to blame our partners or the way that we grew up for our lack of sexual acceptance and sexual satisfaction. But if you are here and you're able to listen to this podcast, then you are able to start taking charge of your sexual wellness. You are able to implement these four tips. And once you do, and if you stick to it, if you commit to it over the next month, I guarantee you, you are going to have a whole new perspective for sex. Your sexual health is important. It is just as important as your mental and your physical and your emotional and your spiritual health. It is a part of your overall wellness. I'm so excited that we have so many sex coaches and therapists and educators and advocates who are trying their hardest to normalize and humanize and demystify sex. There's so much power that comes with owning your sexual essence. There's so much power in reclaiming your sexy. It's okay to accept that about yourself. It's okay to want to experience more pleasure. When you live a life coming from a place of pleasure or when you live a life of pleasure, you're so much happier as a person. And when you're happier for yourself, when you're happier inside, you're so much happier and vibrant to everybody else. And not that it's like, you know, you need to be happier for everybody else. So let's just be happy for yourself first. Don't look at it like that. It's more like, it's more like doing the work for yourself so that you can show up every day as the person that you want to be, as the person you're meant to be. And I know it seems really deep. It's like, oh, hey, Brie, how does just focusing on my sexual wellness, you know, make me become the person that I'm supposed to be? And all I can tell you is that from experience, focusing on my sexual wellness, allowing myself to be a sexual being, allowing that energy to encourage me to go after the things that I want in life because I'm so solid in who I am. And even in the moments that I'm not completely solid, I understand what that energy feels like. I understand what it feels like to feel confident in my body and myself and in my sexuality and who I am. So much of ourselves is tied up into our sexuality. We've just been so conditioned to keep these parts of ourselves hidden because it's not necessarily acceptable. Because we didn't grow up in a household where we could talk about sex or be free to explore sex or the way in which we love somebody was not acceptable. And so I know there are many reasons why there can be that sexual repression. And so when we haven't been able to explore sexuality from a place of freedom, learning how to do that seems tough. And learning how to do that feels like I don't understand the importance of it. How is this so vital? And I think the only thing that I can say is that once you do, once you're on the other side of that, once you have prioritized your sexual pleasure, once you have um, become self-aware about your sexual essence and your sexual energy and how that feeds every part of your life, that's kind of going to be your answer. So I would say just do it. You have nothing to lose and you have so much to gain. 
So I'm going to leave you with that. Okay. Please reach out to me with any questions, you know, for some encouragement. I'm always so happy to assist you in coming home to your sexual self and reclaiming your sexy. All right. Again, listen back if you need a refresher on those four tips. And until next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you care about. Let them know you're thinking of them. Blast it on your social. And do not forget to tag me at Brianna Andrina on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. I'll show you all the love right back. If you'd like to stay in the loop with new episodes, hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, show your girl some love and leave a review. I enjoy having these types of conversations and bringing y'all this type of content. So your thoughts are greatly appreciated. I love you so much. Stay sexy, stay curious, and we will talk soon. Mwah.